This is episode 148 of the Fearless Launching Show. Today, I've got a very special guest joining me in the studio. My studio, yes. She is one of the OG members of Fearless Launching. She is a dear friend, but she's also someone who has taught me a lot about the systems that your business needs at different stages as you're growing it, as you're building it from day one all the way to when you start expanding and hiring people. You're going to really love what Natasha Vorampiova has to share. And I'm so sorry if I butchered that name. I might have a Russian last name, but I do not speak it, my friends. So let's go inside and let's talk to Natasha. She's amazing. And if you have questions, make sure to jot them down during the episode because she has graciously accepted to make sure that she checks back in on any of the comments and is here for you if you have questions. So let's let's dive in. Hi, I'm Ann Samoyloff, and I've helped some of the biggest online entrepreneurs and business owners have successful six and seven figure product launches. By working in the trenches offline to produce movies, TV shows, video games, I've discovered so many different ways to launch creative ideas. And the question is, do you have to copy what your guru says in order to have a successful launch? Do you have to use their done-for-you system in order to have success, in order to achieve your goals in business? I say no. This is the Fearless Launching Show featuring myself and an ongoing cast of characters, friends who join me in discussing business, launching, life, and balancing it all and having an amazing time doing it. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome, Natasha. You are no stranger to the Fearless <laughs> Launching community. So thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. It's such a pleasure. I, I've missed talking to you so much. It's such a great excuse to talk again. <laughs> I know. I know. This is amazing. And, you know, I want to give huge props to Natasha and um, because this is the first time that I've actually done, I'm doing now batch times interview recordings for the podcast. And it's been one of the things that I've really wanted to do is have different voices on the podcast. I think it's fine to do like the standalone um, episodes, but I've really been dying to have some new faces, new voices, um, share things with you, the audience. So Natasha is, is someone who's, if you haven't gotten to know her yet, you definitely are going to have to. Um, I'm going to make sure that all of her links are in the show notes and all that, but hopefully you'll get to know her a little bit today. Um, Natasha, you, we have known each other and I hate to like, we're, yeah. this is like his, this is like the history origin story here, but I feel like since 2012. Yes, exactly. I was in your very, very, very first inaugural and by the way, that's changed a lot. I that's know. changed a lot. I'm, changed I'm a, a lot. Lur and, lurker, so. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it even changed recently when I decided to go in a little bit deeper on something that, oddly enough, is because I have a system for the way that I do it and that I work with other clients doing it, which is just how we create the content and communication for launches. Oh, like wow. just that piece alone, because it's a lot of work. It's a lot of things to create and to um, make sure happen before, well, before they're due, 
whatever that means, whether it's the open card or whatever. So it's, I love that the thing that you guys might not know about Natasha is that she is definitely one of these women who, who has her systems down, but don't let that scare you. Because as we were talking about just, just <laughs> off, off the recording, she um, is, has a gentler approach than you might expect when it comes that to... That is actually very true. That, that is you so know, accurate. This, this, is, this is what I hear a lot from my clients. So yes, thank you. It's I mean, true. you've always had that vibe about you, the, the more gentle vibe. But I th- and I think it's just a language choice, really using the word systems or not using the word systems. But anyways, so today I wanted to bring you on because I knew that there'd been some changes in your business. I've been kind of, you said you were lurking on Fearless Launching, but I've been <laughs> around your, your world as well. So um, before we get too deep, why don't you just share a little bit about who you are, who you're currently working with right now, and maybe who you were working with, just to kind of give people the idea that your business is kind of growing and morphing and changing. Absolutely. Um, so I'm a systems specialist. I'm systems architect. And this is what I've always been doing for my clients. And until recently, I've been working primarily for solo business owners or people who have business owners who have maybe one or two contractors, VAs here and there. And basically what we were working on is making sure that they're more efficient, that they what what they do, they do with more ease and they finally get to the point where they can have like free time or they can spend that uh, extra time doing something outside of just uh, sitting at the computer and, and doing what they need to be doing for their business. Uh, but a few months ago, um, I started shifting my business um, from working with solo business uh, owners to working with business owners with teams and teams, like small teams, but somewhere um, between like five and nine people. Because I find that um, until you have about three people um, on your team, it's still communication flows nicely. Everything is manageable. The team is very, uh, it's it's more like your family. So everybody knows what they are need to, um, to be doing. But once you cross that uh, threshold, like three people you get to four five and like up to ten it's like the old systems the old ways of doing things stop working so you you need to figure out how not just to communicate with people um um, but how to make these people who work for you into a team because what doesn't work anymore that everybody reports to you they have to be communicating between themselves as well so that they, they don't go to you with questions all the time, but they can actually um, ask uh, questions each other and find out how to uh, work on a project together and then deliver to you this outcome. So what I have realized and the way I started describing what I do is that I'm an impact amplifier. Because it's not just about the business that gets to benefit from the work that we do, but actually the work that we do allows me to amplify the impact of every single team member. Because what happens a lot is once we start, like we build our business with this intention to make impact and to 
get our work to, to the audience that we want to work with. But as we start growing our team, if there are no proper um, structures in place, the impact that we deliver starts uh, getting diluted because eroding it's yes. such eroding too kind of like and dissolving right 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 so not having systems in place holds people who you hire back and doesn't allow them to do the work that they they can do so um i do talk a lot to my prospective clients about impact that they're making and how we can actually make every single of their team members make the impact so that it actually, the impact that the business makes multiplies as you get more people on on board versus diluting it and eroding it. That's interesting. So basically looking at people as almost, I mean, they're part of your voice. They're part of what you initially intended to do to get your message, your products, what you do, what you bring to the world in whatever way. Um, it's an opportunity to, I don't know, not, not necessarily, of course, there's, there's a bit of that you have to think of when you're hiring people, but it's almost like once we've got the people, how can we really fine tune what's happening inside our walls so that the message that goes out is even stronger? Exactly. Exactly. Than it would be otherwise. So I love that because a really great example of a team that I think, um, I, I just, recently worked with a team on a big launch and I can honestly like think through the list of the people who are on the team, no matter what they're doing. And they amplify her message. Mm, they that? amplify it like crazy and they love her. Oh, it's Marie. For oh. you. Like yes. every team yes. member is just yes. incredible. Like, like not, not even just, not even not just even the core members, but it's actually even the contractors. They all have this thing that like shoots sparks out of the yeah. company in a good way, in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, so tell me more about that. Like when did you, what did, what made you decide that you wanted to work with that group of people just because it was maybe a, like um, you realize you could have more impact on people's businesses that way, or what, what was it that brought you to realizing you wanted to serve that group of people? Well, it was actually evolution of, my program systematic success that that's you know that i like i launched uh a while back uh, the first time it was back in january 2014 so and that was the program where i would uh, uh get small like solo business owners in and like i would we would uh, go through this i would help them to uh, to create a set of systems um we would work through, it was broken into modules. So every module uh, was a um, specific system and I would uh, help them to take the kind of the instructions that I had for them, but then change them in the way that the systems, the, the systems that they created were routines that they would easily fall into, like make those systems their own. Uh, but what I started doing from the very beginning uh, was I would allow them to bring um, an assistant to work through the program with them. Um, so, and that was completely free of charge. So, if you have if you have an assistant, like they they were they they could uh, get them into 
the program also, the assistant would get access to the program, they would get access to the calls, and they would work through the program together so that uh, my idea was that then the assistant can help to set up certain pieces, but then they, they have the same kind of context for what they are doing and how they are doing things. But what I've noticed over time is that the business owners who had assistance and who had a bit of a larger team, they had different set of challenges. They had different approach to doing things. And that was a bit of an interest. Um, and the mo more and more I spoke to those people, it became more and more apparent to me that there is evolution that happens uh, with the business owner's mindset, with her leadership skills, with how she approaches um, her uh, business and her team as her team grows. So I started doing interviews. I started interviewing informational interviews. Um, I started interviewing business owners who had larger teams to see what, what actually happens. So as my own business grew and I realized that things were not the same anymore and I was learning more and more about these people who had larger teams, several, like some issues kept popping up and I'm just like, well, like if, if this is happening, like this is how I would approach it. And some of my advice started resonating and I'm just like, okay, like this is actually something that's, yes. And I started experimenting more and more. And the more I talked to them and the more I worked with, with people like that, I would just like, get sucked into that work because it was, it was new to me. But I also felt that the work that I do allows me to make greater impact with the work that I do now with this, uh, business. And I'm, I'm very selective about my clients. To me, one of the most important things is that the business owner that I work with, she cares, she truly cares about her team. You mentioned in the beginning and my gentle approach. So to me, I, I need that my clients are gentle with their teams, not necessarily kind of like softies, but they they truly love their team. So the systems we create, we create from this place of how can I create this environment for you when you perform at your best? Not every business owner cares about that. And I'm okay with that. But for me, it's important that those are the people that I work with because then we can do magic together. Yeah, I'm curious. Um, what do you think you can say to someone because do you do you still say, hey, do you need help with your systems? Or what identifies that person? Like, do they say, I don't know why my team isn't really working together well anymore. Should I fire this person? Should I, I, I don't know if this person's right. Is it, is that what starts the conversation? I'm curious. Right, exactly. So I look now more for symptoms and the symptoms that I see a lot for teams that don't work as well are the business owner feels that she doesn't get return on investment. So she has these team members and she like, she pays the money, but like, there is no like return. Uh, a lot of times the business owner knows that she has really, really great team members and they have potential, but like, there is something in the way that doesn't allow them to actually create the work that they, they could create. That's another big thing. Um, uh, what was it? Um, I've actually said that in the past 
like about people who've worked with me about the ROI. Like, like I, like I instinctively, I know certain positions, it's harder to monitor like what your return on investment is. Like when you have a graphic designer, you see the graphic, you see the, the actual visual designs delivered to your inbox. Same thing with like, a you know, anybody who cr- creates an asset for that you can kind of look at or know you have, but someone who's in like a position of, let's say a project manager, it's always harder to see what they're like, where's the return there? Like if you start asking, you're like, oh, should I be asking this? Because I know that there's no true tangible, you know, whatever. So I, I totally know that question. When you said that, I was like, oh, I've asked that before <laughs> in the past. There is one more that I'm sure you've heard as well. And that's about, and that's, um, should I, like, I don't want to go through hiring and firing uh, until I find someone who can read my mind. <laughs> Did you just hear me sigh? Cause I'm like, oh my gosh. Like I, the, definitely the first part, like I, like, I feel like I have shorthand with this person to some extent, even though things aren't working really well, you know, I'm trying to think of things that it's, it's been a while since I've used that myself, but yes, I've, I've even heard people say that to me about their team members. Right. So those are the things that I, I, I listen for in conversations. And when I ask for referrals, this is the kind of uh, examples that I give to people who I ask for referrals is uh, statements like that. Like if you've, if you have clients or if you, if you have fellow business owners who are experiencing that, and like you might have heard this from them, I would love to chat with them to see if I could help. So, yeah. Yeah, I love that. So how is this then? Okay, so I know that, actually, I don't know. Do you work with people one-on-one still? Do you have some one-on-one clients? Do you mostly work in like a more of a group setting or or where are you headed with that? Um, or do you know yet? My, no, no, no. My clients right now, I'm just like try, trying to, <laughs> trying to see. Uh, no, all of my clients now, one-on-one clients, our clients who have teams and I work, uh, I work with them and with, with their teams, but I don't, I don't know whether surprisingly or not, I a lot of work needs to happen with the business owner actually, because what I find is that especially for the kind of business or for, for the kind of uh, client who I work with, one of the things that I, I notice is that the business owner now runs a large company. So if you have five to seven people, it's like about $1 million business. So it's, it's quite big. But they still run their company as if they run it by, by themselves, like as if it's like a solo business owner business. Meaning uh, they, for example, I have a client right now. And I will not uh, give her name now, but once once we finish working together, I'll be happy to create this as a case study. Uh, but one of the things that she is struggling with, she really she views her business as this small speedboat that she had before. But now it's a big liner, and it's it, it takes time to move it, but it also takes time for it to um, to start like moving in the direction that she wants she wants it to move. In addition to that, 
um, you know, Anne, when we uh, when we run our business by, by ourselves and we decide to do something, then like we make the decision and then we start moving in that direction. And then as we go, we figure things out, we course correct and kind of we, we find our way to get where we need to be. Uh, if you apply the same approach to a large business, a business where you have like five to seven people and they support you, what happens is that you tell them that you are going to do this. And then you, like, you task them with, like, this is what needs to happen. And then you go back. And then in your head, you are still figuring things out. You are still like looking for better ways to do this or looking for other things that are more important in your business. And in the end, you kind of, you come back to your team already, like having, having started this course correction process, but you never communicated it to them. And that throws the entire team off because they're just like, wait, we were, we were doing that. And now it's like, we're not doing that anymore. It's actually now changed or the priority is different. So we're actually need to be running in this direction. So it's, it's really, and like, if, if you have this large, liner it just like it just like stays in one spot because it cannot move because the team cannot actually work long enough on a project for it to start moving so it's 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 very very interesting the dynamics in a larger business so so you work with the owner mostly to remind do you like basically coach the own business owner into understanding now here's what you now that you've communicated with this with the team instead of continuing to course correct you know let them process it too and then come back together right so it it is it is a combination of things but a lot of but a lot of work needs to happen with this business with the business owner and like teach her how to get out of of the way of her team members for them to to do the, the job the second part to that and the reason why the business owner a lot of times still like, holds on to, to the rhymes of the business is because systems are not in place. The, the team doesn't know how needs, something needs to be done or a lot of stuff is still in the business owner's head. So it's kind of just like she doesn't trust herself that the team will be able to do it because systems are not strong enough to support the team. So that's where... The systems, we, we need to do systems work. And a lot of times like, we need to make sure that the processes are documented, that um, the business uses a project management tool like Asana, Teamwork, Trello. I, I don't really care. Uh, but they need to have something that becomes their business management hub versus them discussing it and then it, it never gets anywhere. Um, and then making sure that there is this uh, reporting and follow-up process so the business owner can actually step back and rest assured that stuff will get done. Like she will learn like, where everybody is. She doesn't have to have her hand in every little thing that her team is doing. That's a really hard time, though. It's like, it's like when you're raising a, a child at some point, Nick, you can't be there for their, you know. You can help them prepare for the test. You can't help them take the test. Exactly. <laughs> but that, that is why a lot of work needs to be done with the mother to kind of just like, it's okay. <laughs> Mistakes will happen, but let's see how we can minimize them. 
because you as a business have to go through this phase where structures get put into place and then your team learns how to use them so that in the end you get that return on investment that that you were looking for and so like the second part is where i work with the team as well to make sure that the uh, structures we create work for them because this is something that i've learned with my one-on-one like, solo business owner clients is that when i create a system for them and i'm a strong believer that systems need to be fine-tuned to to the person like, they, they have to be tailor-made like there are things that uh, we do kind of checklist this this and that but for for the process to become a second nature to the person you have to look for places where like you you need to kind of tailor it to perfection but what i noticed with my clients even when i would create systems like that for them there were no guarantees and actually most times they were not it was not easy for them to take that and start using it even if, even though it was their system and a lot of that is because they need time to get used to it. They need time to process how things get done now that the system is in place. They need to see how to or figure out how to deal with with the extra time that they get out of like now doing things more efficiently. And this is the, for me was another revelation when I realized that I need to give that hand-holding because I have another client who once we implemented systems for her, like we, we fine-tuned her systems and I said like, okay, here you go, like, like test it and they come back to me and tell me how things are going. And during one of the meetings, she mentioned to me, I must be forgetting something, like something like, like I, I always feel nervous because I complete something, but then it's just like, there's this pocket of time and I'm just like, like I need, I must have done something wrong. Because all of a sudden, it's just like, why is it that things go so well? And it's like, we have, it's like, this is where. I love that. They're questioning, like, why do I all of a sudden have more time? <laughs> but it's, it's, it's interesting. Like, to, to me, it was, it was very surprising to, 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 to see that. But now uh, I make sure that in the work that I do with my clients, systems is kind of the core of like what we do it's still very much kind of the technical side of things but around it we need to do so much mindset work and leadership work and just getting people used to the systems and making them see that or allow the time to pass for the system for the systems to become their second nature so that it's it's easy and it's flowing and they don't question it. And it's just like, this is our new standard. Yeah. I have a question for you about, um, and I guess I'm, I'm kind of hopping back and forth between the solopreneurs or like somebody who has kind of some help and then somebody who has that, you know, larger team. And I'm wondering when people first start out, and I guess this is why systematic success, success. Mm -hmm. yeah. you created it was so that people would know what those initial systems should be, mm -hmm. roughly. Here are the right. basic systems you're going to need. Of course, this is going to be, you know, there are going to be businesses you don't know exactly all the process processes they're going through. But what would be some of those systems that people, when they're first starting, need? Because I'm going to tell you, like, I 
so like last, maybe like a couple years ago, I took um, Todd Herman's 90 day mm -hmm. year. And yeah. one of the levels, he actually talks about the systems like a little bit later, but I know that there's still systems, you know what I mean? Like he has his different levels. So I'm just curious what you think. I mean, there are definitely systems you need, even when you're just starting, which, what are those? What would you say those, the most important ones would be? And it's uh, such a great observation, Anne, because it's, um, it's Todd's kind of outlook on, and for our listeners to give uh, some context, basically what Todd talks about is the, the evolution of, of a business, right? Uh, so like, what, what are the stages, oh, uh, stages of, of, of business? And he does uh, say that systems come at a later point. And when, when I heard him uh, talk about that, it was in his interview with, with Amy Porterfield, I'm just like, hmm. I was, uh, like, to me, that, that made, me, made me think about I, I I disagreed, but I'm just like, but okay. If I disagree, how does like, does it look for me? Uh, um, and what I figured out for myself is actually we do need systems at every level. It's just there are different types of systems for a solo business owner. And if you want to kind of look at it as as a pyramid, um, and that's like this. Like, base level that we all have to have in place. Those are personal systems. So when we start out, the first set of systems that we need to establish are those personal systems like calendar management, email management, um, like basic time management, like balancing like things so that it's not like things don't get too much out of hand. Yes. In the beginning, it's, it's always and we're just like we're spending like 24 seven working on, on our business, but some kind of balance need, need to be present. So personal systems is the base uh, of like all systems. Um, if, like the next level um, are marketing systems. So like as our business begins to grow and we start finding our new clients. So naturally there'll be client facing systems like onboarding, client management, client offboarding. Uh, there will be key systems like uh, relationship building and uh, like ways to follow up with people. That's kind of almost like uh, this connecting level between personal systems and marketing systems. And then it's the marketing systems and that greatly depends on the type of business that you have like what you sell, what are your preferred ways to market um, your products or services. So it can be anything from social media to blogging to webinars to like all, all these different, like YouTube, like all these different ways that you can promote your business. And to me, it's important that you, you take just a couple at a time, like you experiment with them. And if something starts working, then like you make that into a system and then you, um, you go and experiment with something else. So things don't get too overwhelming. Then the last kind of oh, the, that pyramid piece uh, at the top, um, those are uh, systems related to, to your team. So it's leadership teams and it's, uh, like how to communicate with a team, how to lead a team, how to make sure that your team works. So like that's more kind of for, for larger businesses. And it's so maybe maybe the way you look at the systems isn't terribly different 
from Todd's? Because I know that um, in his, so there's like dream up. Right. Startup, ramp, right. whatever, that kind of stuff. His ramp up is actually where he starts focusing on the marketing and sales systems. And maybe he, but but when I heard that too, I perked up too. And I'm like, I don't think Natasha <laughs> would like that. <clears throat> because, but I do think that if if we if we just acknowledge that at the very beginning, it's about making sure we're, you know, like I, I love what you just said. I'm wondering, do you actually have a do you have like a a graphic you've ever I made of that? Do. And actually, you I have a I have a blog post that was prompted by my kind of just like that internal rebellion. Like no, um, so and I, I actually <laughs> I credit Todd for just pushing me to think about that. And there is, there is a really beautiful graphic as well. Somebody created for me. So we'll, we'll make sure to link up to it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I want to, I want to get that post. Um, so basically we start out. Um, so we have those systems and I was also thinking through them too. And I'm like, so those, the, the kind of first systems we might create are just operational and how we manage our time. And then they become about making money, the sales, the marketing are, you know, how we're doing that. And then when we're, when we're refining it, we have a team, the communication, mm -hmm. how we're communicating those yep. systems and how we're completing things exactly. yeah. too, like projects, because when you have more people, it does, it, I think actually, um, I remember being on a team that there were only a couple team members and the business owner. And then we added two more people and it was incredibly different right away, just with a couple yeah. more people. We realized we had to rethink how we were using the project management system. We, we were, we were having to rethink things that were easy before just two more people, even just one more person added something, but that second person, we were like, oh, wow, we really but need this, this is why there is this magical number of three that every, every time you triple your team, you have to restructure your, um, your systems. And that's, that's not my uh, discovery. I actually um, heard it in an interview and then I reached out to, uh, it was uh, Phil Libin, the um, creator of Evernote, who mentioned that, but that's, he was, he was suggested that uh, by Hiroshi Mikitani, like that's his like framework of three and 10. And basically the 10 is just to round up the, the second, like the, tripling it second time. So it's basically every time you um, go about three, 10, 30, uh, 100 people, it's kind of just like, you have to restructure your you have to revisit your systems. Otherwise, like, everything breaks, uh, starting from communication to um, how to do in how you do invoicing, how you do uh, just like operationally, what what things, um, how things need to be done, how you work on projects, because like, dynamics change drastically. Okay, so what I'm wondering is if when people are first starting, should they be thinking? about this? Should they be kind of just aware, okay, when we hit three, we're going to need to change things up. So knowing that, how do people kind of start off, you know, even setting up those personal systems and those, and your, you know, how your business functions and then your client facing systems. Should we, should we kind of have an eye on all of the systems when we first start out? Well, realistically, I believe that is not possible. First of all, because when when we are starting out, there's so much that that is happening that it's 
it's like the thought that we have when we were first starting out, and I can tell it from myself, um, like for what, what I experience is like, will this even work out? For me, thinking or trying to envision that I will ever have a team and more than three people, that was like, unimaginable. Uh, as, as the business grows and the person gains confidence and it's kind of just like, yes, we're growing and I have full intention to go more than like 30, 100 employees, uh, something like that. Uh, it's still, I think you cannot, I mean, you can, but you can't kind of go too far in advance. You just have to kind of be aware that as you grow, you're probably going to have to revisit. Exactly. It is good. It is good (laughs) to know that, uh, what, there are those milestones that that will happen. It's it's good to know that they will happen. So when things start breaking, you're kind of just like, oh, that's what it was. Like, n- now this is what I, I need to do. Like do, do not like misdiagnose the problem. But then like, just like then you will know what to do right away. Preventive measures, I don't think they work. You cannot like, prepare your business for when it's going to be at that level before it's there. Having a plan and kind of like knowing what to be on the lookout for, what what to be looking out for. Yes, uh, but something preventive. It's it's going to be a waste of, a waste of time. I believe. Okay, that's that's actually really good to know. <laughs> that's good to know. Um, so when you have okay, I'm 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 thinking I just need to set some time and chat with you about specific stuff. Um, because right now I'm like okay, I'm trying to think of theoretical ways. <laughs> you but theory doesn't work we need an actual kind of business and we need to look at the reality like what's happening right now so how much time when you're first starting should you spend setting up these systems and it or does that vary and then how does that differ from like how much time and energy should you be spending when you are at the bigger team level because I know, I know too. When you're first starting, you're also thinking, "How do I make this work as fast as possible?" Right, 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 right. And that's why, for me, when I first started uh, my business, like my mantra was that everybody needs systems. And the moment you you start a business, you you've got to establish systems. And after a while, I realized that it's it's not what. I can preach to somebody who is in that dream up stage, as Todd would uh, would put it, uh, because then things change so fast. We're still testing. We are still kind of figuring out what works, what doesn't, whether our business idea will work, what kind of promotional uh, methods would work. It is good to to keep an eye for things that we do repetitively and see how we can make sure that we create this like, very, very simple systems for ourselves, like not to waste our time. So for example, if in the beginning you are starting out and you are doing a bunch of informational interviews and you need to um, talk to these prospective clients, say to uh, fight in your messaging, like how you talk about what you do. <clears throat> and you spend a lot of time on this back and forth on like, scheduling meetings and then reminding them that they need to show up and then telling them how you will be talking, like on Skype, on Zoom, on, on telephone. So like, that means that some 
then look for more efficient ways to do it. And right now there are so many different online schedulers that will allow you to send them just a simple link. And then the system will automatically send them uh, instructions like how to get on the call. We'll send them a reminder to um, uh, before the meeting, it will convert time for you. So you will save so much time. So basically in the beginning, look for places where you uh, spent a lot of time on something um, and find ways to do it more efficiently and look for things that you do repetitively to maybe create those initial checklists uh, for yourself. Time-wise, it's difficult to, to say how much time to spend on it. In the beginning, you will be spending more on marketing, on validating your idea, on finding those first clients, on giving your all when you work with those first clients. But I would I would encourage to kind of keep that always on the back of, of your mind. Like, okay, like I'm working with, with this client this way and this really works. Put it somewhere, like in one single place, what works, what doesn't work? What what are those steps or phases in which you work with this client? So that as you work with more and more clients, you see how your methodology of working with clients kind of shapes up. You can see how what what works with your prospects, how to talk to them, and like what are those steps in the very beginning? Maybe you you speak with somebody and then you send them a thank you note for jumping on the call with you and then even they don't become a client but then that makes such a big impression on them that they send your way somebody so make sure to make to do more of that so basically kind of noticing these things so in the beginning it will be a lot of noticing and from time to time taking that extra step to document things and to jot things down but as your business I guess it's like as you need them, as you need them, as you're doing them. And at the beginning, you know, it is a lot of belief. I mean, if you are jumping all over the place, that should actually not be happening. But if you are really focused, like I've got, I'm going to validate this idea, this or or not. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a decision not one way or the other. But I'm gonna be doing all these interviews. I need a process for getting these people in my schedule as quickly as possible, but also handled in a nice way, make sure, and then and then just stay open to and aware of what things maybe you naturally want to do, even in the follow-up that don't seem like they are systems, like sending a note, which mm -hmm. can be part Absolutely. of your system. <clears throat> and then as, as your business grows and as you like, reach that point where, okay, clients are coming in and now I have, like I know what works for, for for my clients and how I work with them, then you need to take time to formalize that process so that, first of all, it's easy for you to follow that process, but it's also because you can deliver a uniform experience. So for, for your clients, that's, that's critical because if somebody sends you a referral because they were so happy to work with you, like you better take that other person through the same process. Uh, one, to ensure that they get results, but two, because the other person who sent them raved about you and the way you work with them. So it should not be a different experience. They better get the same experience or, or better. Exactly. Exactly. Same for, for marketing. Uh, stick for a while with something that you are testing, the marketing tactic, and then systematize it so that, that you have that in writing somewhere. and then start something else and 
systematized to to have it in the in a certain way, like that can be as simple. Like a lot of us like do webinars or kind of like free trainings or like paid trainings. And I've I've had clients who they would do a training like that, say every month or something, but the process is not written down. So every time they have to figure out all over again what to do, where to click to set it up, like how to set it up. And make sure to double check that the link that they sent is, is correct link. And naturally, there's so much time that is spent figuring things out time and time again. But they keep making the same mistakes over and over again. And it, this is very, very time consuming. It's, it's very draining when you do it yourself. When you get somebody on board, it's even more important to have that written because then you have to be absolutely certain that once that person gets through this set of steps, they will get the result that you want them to get. Because that's where your peace of mind <laughs> will come that I, I got that person and they can actually help me and I don't need to be checking up on them or I don't need to be guiding them or I need to be, I don't need to be babysitting them. I don't have to be answering questions every five right. seconds. I don't have to be babysitting them. They have their system. They know what to do. And, you know, basically once you hand them something that falls into that system, they should be able to right. just take it. Right, right. So as, as the business grows, just, just to complete this, uh, you will be spending less and less time on creating systems yourself. But you still have to be the one who, not dictates, but... Um, drives, kind of? Right, right, drives. Because then it becomes, like, the systems for specific processes are important. But another set of systems that will be in place is corporate culture and how we do things, what kind of experience we deliver to our clients that we actually work with to our audience that gets our blog post or something like that. And even internally to our team, this is what allows the team to, to communicate and behave as a team. So earlier, Anne, when you talked about Marie's team, like this is what they have. They share the same culture. They, they all, they're all driven by the same thing. They, they are so excited to work towards the vision that Mary created for them that like, no matter who that is, they still like, deliver that experience and it's, it's, it's a pleasure to, to work with them. And like, it feels like her team is, is a family. It's because her vision is communicated to them so well that they, they start owning it as well. And like that's that separate set of systems that have to be like as a business owner and then as a leader, you have to be thinking about that all the time and communicating that to your team. Yeah, and what I think is actually really special about her team, and I'm hoping to talk to her about her team in general um, sometime soon, but I, I just think it's amazing that she does have people who just come on for one project and it doesn't lose that feeling a family. I mean, I was just a consultant on the launch, but I still felt very much a part of the team. There was no, I'm an outsider, anything like that. I immediately felt comfortable. I was part of the, you know, team jokes, whatever, you know, so it was all there. But I, and I also do think that they have a really great, um, their operate, their, you know, director of operations 
has set up some amazing systems. So there's a clear way to communicate. She immediately sees when things aren't working well, communication-wise or otherwise. Um, it's not, there's no, it doesn't feel like a, it's not like a corporate environment where someone's like, something's not working. But she can immediately tell and say, okay, we're doing this, this, and this. And then everybody just course corrects and just goes and does whatever. You know, mm -hmm. so I, I think I think what you're doing is amazing. Um, Thank you, Natasha. I I mean, I definitely want to talk to you because I think this year will be. You know, right now we're at a good stable point with a couple of people, and no, three. Oh my goodness! Uh -oh. So things are about to change. <laughs> Careful. Careful. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. But I still feel like we're getting the three together because, you know, we're not a they're not full time employees. So they only have to work on very specific things with one another. And one of them doesn't even work with the rest of the people on the team. She just works with me. So. Um, so, yeah, so I definitely I everything you're saying here, I, I feel like I felt I'm feeling and I will feel. <laughs> Um, I'm curious what your what's coming up for you that we can share with people. What, what's coming up? Anything that uh, you want to send send people to? Definitely this pyramid and blog post that you you created. I want to share yes. that. Uh, I will I will definitely share that article. As for any specifics on on this uh, new type of service, I I started delivering. It's still very much in the works, meaning methodology. So. I, I will have a landing page very soon, but for now I am like it's it's very much like I feel that I'm I almost become part of the team <laughs> because like I need to kind of have this immersion experience before I before I can offer something. So it's not very systematized just yet. So it's more about like my like, coming in and uh, figuring out okay what are the missing pieces. So for me right now. Even though I see patterns, uh, I, I, it's still very much me who delivers the service. So in the future, so you're still kind of refining your process, right, 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 and making it something that can be somewhat systematized. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so this is something that I'm uh, looking at uh, maybe several several months down the line is that I will be able to bring on board somebody with. Uh, kind of online business manager experience who will help me to create the systems part and then I will be the one doing the coaching and making sure that that care piece yeah is there yes because like I feel that for now like this is something that like that that's my special sauce like making people feel and that it makes even you happy it does. If you could, if you could see <laughs> Natasha's face right now, you would know how happy it makes her because I'm looking right at her and I'm like, "This, you are so excited about that piece. Don't give it away." No, for now I will keep it. But the way I will keep it going is that once I, um, I've systematized my process more or less. I'm super excited to uh, launch a program where I will work with uh, like ten business owners. I mean, up to ten. So that I could get their right hand person there as well. So it will be, like, I I I call it amplify your team club, because I, I wanted it. to be kind of mastermind, but I also wanted to be this really uh, 
special place. Like this is just like us. Like we are sharing secrets of how to make our teams work. And this is like super, super exclusive. So it will be a club. (laughs) Uh, And so for now, I I hope that I will launch it. I mean, the tentative, tentatively, the plan is to launch it January of 2018. Um, I will keep you posted on that. Thanks to you, I have a launch system. So (laughs) that, that part works well. Oh my gosh, but my launch system has changed so much. Um, but it was it was actually understanding how I can I can streamline it like, because to me before because and like this this is actually what what it is with uh, with fearless launching for me yes like well I I can create systems so like once I've done something a couple of times it's kind of just like I can see where things can be streamlined for me the biggest piece was the coaching part, like overcoming that fear of getting my work out and actually putting like, my heart and soul like, out there. And I'm just like, okay, buy my stuff. So it's like, a lot of times we was, like, I mean, not, not a lot of times, but I know that for me, uh, I oftentimes don't see it even myself how much helping people to get through these, uh, my, my students, like, helping through the struggles that they have kind of like internally mindset wise and like things that like where where they like hit the the wall it's it's not the functional stuff that everybody can figure out it's like what what we struggle with as people given our experiences and like how we see ourselves and like what what experiences we've had running a business before so a lot of that is we need help to get through that and somebody who, who gets you, who can listen to what you're struggling with and who can pay attention and just know who you and like give you that, give you that care like you are doing to your clients. I think that that's, that's actually what makes a huge difference. And that's, that's why like, to me, fearless launching will always be that like place where we, we were heard and we were like, that, that cohort was. Like, I totally felt that it was my family. Like, I, like, I, I go back to those memories and the way that you enveloped us with love and with understanding and attention and like, tailoring like, that process to each one of us. I know it was early uh, back then, but it was just like so much, so much care and attention that you've given us that I, like that, that left I need to be able to scale that though. <laughs> and, and like this, but this is what we can do with, with our team members, just like Marida. Yeah. See, You're if- right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right, Natasha. Yeah. I think this is the point is that um, we, um, there, there are people who get, and I, I felt this way too, where I get so like drained not in a bad way necessarily, but like, wow, I don't know if I have any more, like, I want to give so much more. I keep wanting to give more and more and more, but you're right because the people on Marie's team, they do, they give more. And then that allows her not to have to give beyond her capacity. And it's, it's something that like, I'm not there yet, but I can totally see that, uh, somebody um, on my team who is who shares my values and beliefs and like she, um, who knows my methodology she will actually be able to deliver um, 
and coach my clients better than I will because I get attached to people. And like sometimes it becomes too much. Somebody who can like, balance that, somebody who is not involved in this like day-to-day and like my talking to the clients all the time. Because it's it's not like one is that side of things, but giving giving too much, I'm I'm learning. It's not always a good thing because like with my clients, they need that care, they need that support, and I I happily give it to them. But I also need to know when to stop, not for my own sake, but for their sake, because they need to figure it out. They need to learn the skill themselves. They need to try themselves and like find a way to do it once so that they can do it again and again and again. And like sometimes I'm afraid that I I just think I try to protect them too much. And I know that somebody who works for me will be able to do it. You're a mama. You're a mama, Natasha. You're a mama. That's why. Because I feel like it's in uh, like, um, and maybe we're just similar in that way, but I am the same way even with my daughter. I don't, I want to protect her so much. And I feel the same way. But then I have, like, I realize sometimes too late that I have to pull back for not from just my daughter, but from students too, because you're right at some point. They're the ones who are going to take it, make it their own, yeah. and do it. It's so, My goodness. <laughs> How did we get into that heart mama conversation? Well, well you started it with the gentleness. So All right. That's the well, that we are finishing the interview. I know, but it's... it's <laughs> we, yeah. we wrapped it up. We wrapped that up. So, Natasha, just definitely stay in touch with us. Let us know. But um, I'm going to make sure to... Um, send me that link so that I can put it in the show notes, show notes, and we will keep having this conversation. And I'm going to put some of my favorite Natasha posts and resources too. Do you know that people are still signing up for that Evernote thing? I don't know if that video is still up there, but like, I think it's just on an old blog post and people are, I sometimes see people signing up for it still. Yes. Good times. Good times. All right, lady. Um, Thank you so much for taking the time today. I know it must be later there. Um, I don't know how much later because your lighting is really good. Thank you. That's, but no one, no one not, will not, see not that. Not to but. have like, bags under my eyes. That helps. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I have to show Anne I'm healthy. Um, <laughs> and strong. By the way, I have to note, like her arms are so cut. I was like, gee, I better get to the gym. I feel like I need to do some push-ups. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Luckily, you you can't see me. Anyways. (laughs) Okay, Natasha, thank you so much again. (laughs) No one can see your 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 blushing. It's all good. Um, no, but seriously, she's got some she's got some guns on her. (laughs) You can't even see what I just did. All right. Um, Well, stay in touch. And uh, if you have any questions for Natasha, make sure to put them below and maybe share with us your your, what systems you have created in your business. If you're if you're a solopreneur, just say you're a solopreneur with one person and what systems you have set up or just put your questions about systems and and maybe even with expanding your team, because I know Natasha has some, you know, advice on that as well and how to go about that. Yep, absolutely. All right. Thank you so much, Natasha. Such a pleasure, Anne. Thank you. (laughs) You too. Take care. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us for this 
episode of the Fearless Launching Show. I love talking about systems mostly because I need them. And I usually, I usually seek out systems advice directly from Natasha, just because, you know, as your business changes, not even grows, but as it changes, as you change, as you bring on new people, it just becomes something that you don't realize you need until you need it, until you already need it. And then you wish you had built the system before you actually had to use it over and over and over again. So I want to encourage you to check out Natasha. All of her links are going to be in the show notes as well as I have even a download, which you can grab any old time. It's my launch systems cheat sheet. And it really just tells you about the specific systems that happen inside or that are required, not even happen. Yes, they happen to you (laughs) that are inside and required really for any smooth running launch because launches aren't just all about the fancy exterior stuff that you see. All that you see is actually built and created and managed and figured out using systems. So head over to ansomwellove.com forward slash 148 and make sure to download any of the resources that we popped there for you. I've asked Natasha to even pop some more back in there. Um, So you'll probably find a few different things that we didn't even mention during the episode. Thank you so much again for listening to this episode and I'll see you next week. Take care.